Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Excited as always to have you joining us with the improved audio quality from the YouTube edition. This is really not important to the podcast, but that doesn't matter because this week we're going to continue our top 16 soundtrack showdown as well as throw in a little bit of tech news, of course, and whatever games we're playing right now won't spoil it. Tall and Night and Dark Souls. Um, so, Please enjoy and please get upset with Maxwell and I's decisions and then let us know in the comments on why we were so horribly wrong because I'm sure each and every one of our decisions will upset you. And enjoy. Kablam. Kablam. Kabloom. And do you, know, do you know what kabloom rhymes with? Mayamo. Counter match point. Uh, <laughs> it rhymes with Doom, which is. Ooh, are you talking about that today? Yeah, that's a game. It's on the title of this. Never heard of it. Never want to hear about it. Except for today. And I hope you all do too. But welcome back to the Mo Video Games podcast, everybody, <laughs> um, where we rehearse, we plan, and we execute. Every day. Every, every day. day. Every day. Um, happy to be here. Blessed. God Hashtag. Bless it, it be bussing. Whatever. Be bussing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know lingo anymore. But Blessed. Hashtag it be bussing. I'm going <laughs> to put that on every post and every social media platform. Hey, Purple Misfit is in the house at work, but read that Doom 2016 is in the title. So. Got hyped. She, she know. She know. She know. She know. We know. They know. We know. They know. <laughs> Do you know? I don't know. I, I know. You know that I'm not telling the truth. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Nice. 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 Yeah. Um. All right. But <laughs> so typical or our new new framework we've been trying out. Um. Every day. T- every day. <laughs> Plan. <laughs> rehearse. Execute. <laughs> But uh, we'll, we'll talk about the games that we've been playing recently, and then uh-huh. we'll just dive right into the soundtrack head-to-heads. Mm. Ah, we're just going to do some stuff. And then tech news, the, the stuff that people want. Deathmatch time. Oh, wait, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Play and rehearse, execute. <laughs> All right. So on that note, uh, do you want do you want to start with the games you've been playing? Sir I think Oliver. You should start. All right. You're playing a club banger, so I'm playing a couple of club bangers. So I will start with what Oliver wants me to talk about. And that is HK Hot Hollow Wheels. Knight. Uh close. I, I have not played Hot Wheels um in a couple of weeks, I think now, because <gasps> Hollow Knight has been taking up my tempo. And it is fantastic. It is I correct opinion. I, I've gotten to the the meat of the game where I'm no longer frustrated at being confused where I am and where I need to go, and I am freaking loving it. It's I, I I don't really know what to say much about it other than I think it's still the frustrations in figuring out where I was going at the beginning. I think will hold it back for me. Um, where I think Ori. Ori is more, it's not linear, but definitely feels more linear, or at least more directed than Hollow Knight, for sure, by a lot. Um, it felt pretty linear, for, especially for a quote-unquote Metrovania, that it felt incredibly linear, in my opinion. Yeah, but but for me, that was definitely, I, I never got frustrated or lost in it, um, uh, aside from just like normal gameplay mechanics. I mean, it could be argued that uh, getting lost and trying to find your way is a mechanic of a Metroidvania. So I guess I shouldn't just say the mechanics, but uh, but outside of that, Hollow Knight has been absolutely fantastic. the The biomes and the enemy types have been very diverse, more diverse than I was expecting. They've been interesting. Um, every mm-hmm. time you go into a new world, it's very exciting to figure out what the new enemy types are and what they're doing and what their move sets are. Um, and sometimes they'll punish you. Real quick to teach you a lesson, <laughs> and uh, which is really fun. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that Oliver liked it enough 
so that I feel compelled to get to this point in it because it is very exciting right now. So, I mean, that's all, that's all I really got. It's just, it do be good. Um, we'll, we'll continue to keep people updated as that opinion may or may not change, but I'm making some significant progress. I think I'm at about 20 to 22 hours into the game at this point. Um, but from what I've heard, I haven't touched some of the hardest bosses in the game yet, so we'll see. Frustration struggle bus could be coming in the hot. Um, sure. All aboard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's fun. But the other game that I've been playing, not that much, a little bit. Forza Horizon Cinco. <sighs> I say Cinco because it's set in Mexico. and Location appropriate location appropriate but yeah forza horizon 5 is an early access right now it will be released for everyone with game pass and who purchased the standard edition on november 9th which is tuesday so if you listen to the podcast it's already out go play it you crazy um (laughs) but if you bought the ultimate edition or the premium add-on pack for game pass it is available to play right now or ahora mismo See, I speak Spanish. Flawlessly. uh, Flawlessly. And uh, I got some thoughts. So right off the bat, I'm going to say it feels like it's an early access. Um, It's buggy. And perfect. I love it already. That's that's a bit of a bummer. Um, And. There, there's two two main bugs that they are aware of and working on. Hopefully, they have like a day one patch that they, they figure out these bugs and release a day one patch for the quote unquote official release date on November 9th. Um, but one of them is specifically a PC bug. So, and that is the level of detail is kind of fucked right now in the game. So... It right around your car within about 20 meters or so the the level of detail is how it should be and the game looks incredible like when it works you can tell graphically like visually audibly and the actual mechanics of the driving are noticeably improved from forza horizon 4 it is a fantastic looking and feeling game um single whoops i don't know what the heck that did Oh, I unmuted the YouTube live stream. Okay, sorry about that, guys. All right, I'm back. (laughs) You might hear something weird in the YouTube stream. Um, But yeah, it's noticeable improvement over Forza Horizon 4. But the issue that it has on PC right now, for some people, they some people have figured out workarounds, some people haven't, um, is beyond 20 meters. Uh, I saw a comment that said it looks like Morrowind. but it uh that's a slap it's true though i i have a a picture um maybe i'll post it on instagram or something just to kind of demonstrate what it looks like although i don't know if i want to like crap on uh, an early access bug on instagram but basically like right in front of you very visibly it's just it looks like four pixel like textures like it's just it's awful and it's so noticeable but as you're driving up to it it's like this wave of detail like just pours over things so typically so that's normally called pop-in it's like as you're approaching um so so games use level of detail to manage the the resources and and constraints of the hardware so um the things that are closest to you will have the highest level of detail but the things that are further away don't need as much detail because it's harder to see they're off in the distance and so to save resources they they make them look they're not as detailed until you get closer but pop-in is when like as you get closer more assets start just randomly popping in because more detail means more assets um and it's not a good thing you don't want to see that it kind of takes you out of the experience and this is like pop in level of detail issues on the next level like as you were driving like 20 feet in front of your car is like just this wave of detail that's like painting what the game should look like over top of like play-doh essentially um in the distance it is bizarre um but it's a pc only issue so if you're playing on console you don't have to worry about that issue um but the other main issue is the 
server issues. Um, and I think part of it could be explained by the level of demand for the game right now. So the servers, you get this. So this game is meant to be an online game where you're playing with other people. A lot of the mechanics of the game are about like playing with others in the open world and racing each other and stuff. You can play it fully solo, but it is marketed and built as a multiplayer game. And about every 10 minutes, you get disconnected from the servers. And what happens is when you get disconnected, it stops your car on a dime. Like you just hit a brick wall. And so if you have a skill streak going, it cancels that. If you're in a race, it cancels that. If you're about to go off a big jump, it cancels that. It is it is very annoying. So until that's fixed, play in Horizon Solo. Because if you're trying to do like group activities you get disconnected or other people get disconnected and it breaks the the activity. You can't do anything multiplayer right now in the game. Um, very cool. Very cool. So that's not great. Um, but like I said, assuming they can get a day one patch for both of those issues, those are really, although they're big things, they are things that are definitely fixable with an update and they are very aware of those things and are working very hard um, on fixing them. So should be fixed relatively shortly. Um, but it did, I played it for a little bit and then I was like, I really can't deal with this right now. Like, especially for me, I, I don't mind playing solo, but the level of detail, I was like, this game looks too good to, to deal with the level of detail, like 20 feet from me being like moral wind quality. So that, that was a little frustrating. I, I didn't pay for the premium stuff for the early access, so I'm not upset that like the early access is kind of broken right now. Um, I did it for all the other like the expansion packs and the VIP and the car packs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, for, for anyone who is like really looking forward to it and stuff, a lot of people are still playing it, but a lot of people are frustrated with it. So it's, it's kind of annoying. And the PC issue, I will no longer accept the excuse that PC is like an afterthought for Xbox because they market Game Pass as playing anywhere. They are hardware agnostic now. They're like, hey, we're you can play these Xbox games anywhere. So there is no longer they cannot sit behind anyone defending them because the, the PC isn't their main thing. No, that's how they market it. So they no longer get to use that excuse. Um, so that's that to me is unacceptable that the PC version has some weird issues like that. For um, sure. And then to continue finally getting to shit on Xbox a little bit feels great because um, it's been been nothing but Sony lately. <laughs> so game, I have Game Pass Ultimate. I did the whole thing where you like you buy Xbox Live Gold and then for a dollar you can transfer all of that into Game Pass Ultimate, which I think you can still do. So something to look into real quick. If you just search the the Internet for it. I'm sure you'll find it on there somewhere, instructions on how to do it. But effectively, you can buy, at least when I was doing it, you could buy up to three years of Xbox Live Gold, which is only $60 a year. And then for $1, you can convert all of that time into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is $180 a year. Um, so it is a huge um, savings. It is essentially 66% off of, of Xbox Live Quick or game, game Pass Ultimate. But here's the issue. So my what I had paid for and converted and saved a bunch of money is expiring now. And I was like, I'm really not using Game Pass Ultimate right now, so I'm going to cancel it. But I do want to play online, so I'm going to pay for live gold. Um, it My Game Pass Ultimate ends on November 11th. I bought the Xbox Live Gold and I went to redeem it. And it was like, all right, we're going to convert this 12 months of Xbox Live Gold into four months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And I was like, no. So I cannot redeem my Xbox Live Gold until it, my Game Pass expires. expires fully. It forces you to convert it into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. You cannot just... It is not smart enough to realize that when that I just want Xbox Live Gold. I bought the, col the code specifically for Xbox Live Gold and it can't be like, oh yeah, we'll just, when your Live Gold expires as part of Game Pass Ultimate, we'll just tack that onto the end. Like. That's annoying. Really dumb. And, and if somebody buys something earlier, like I think the codes may expire at some point. I'm not entirely sure on that, but there could be a scenario where you buy it too far in advance 
and then it, the code would expire before you got the chance to do it. So real dumb. So Xbox making, I mean, they, they were the ones who tried to double the price of Xbox Live Gold too. So, I mean, we, we know Xbox has made some mistakes too, but that one was really annoying for me. But uh, the go, going back to Horizon 5 though real quick, it's great. There are over 800,000 people playing this weekend, um, which is early access, which means 800,000 people paid for the ultimate edition of the premium add-on pack. So there is going to be a huge player base by the time it rolls around to Game Pass. And um, that includes people on Steam as well. It's, the, it's currently the best-selling game on Steam, um, which is crazy. Like... Uh, this is a game that they just recently added Forza Horizon 4 to Steam. It used to be a Microsoft Store exclusive, and now it's on Steam, and it's one of the best-selling games on Steam. So many people playing it. Crazy. Get hyped. Once those, once those few issues are fixed, yeah. What do you Fantastic. Perfection. It's the best. Perfection. That's, that's all I got. That was, that was partial tech news and a rant, so I'm done. You feel better? I, f- I feel great now. I've relieved my gas. Sheesh. Oh, well. I have been playing Pain and Suffering. <laughs> Number one. Also known as Dark Souls, as Maxwell just got to watch me get the shit kicked out of me by Mr. Artorius, our favorite. Even in his weakened state, only being able to use one arm to wield his sword, he still. Boofs me to the ground and calls me a dirty little little baby. Hey, you you <laughs> I, I wouldn't say you got absolutely slapped by him. Maybe no, I you didn't like see me find him you. last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, uh it's going good. It's going good. Uh I beat the game already. I don't think I've talked about it since I beat the game. So I'm pretty sure I beat it last Sunday. I'm not entirely sure what day I beat it on, but I beat it at some point. And I don't know what I did to deserve this horrible fate that I experienced. But I had mentioned that I had messed some stuff up that I was pretty annoyed with previously. So I restarted and did a new run. And I stumbled upon this item known as the Black Knight Halberd. And I was like, oh, I heard that this is like a really strong weapon in the game. I'll just use this for the rest of my playthrough. And I steamrolled the entire game and beat it in 16 hours. I mean, it was like, it was a joke. I mean, (laughs) walk up to a boss, tell him he's dumb, take that halberd to the face, he dead. Like, the base damage on new game, you just turbo sprint through it with the Black Knight halberd. It's like, wow. I almost feel like I ruined my first playthrough, which I feel like is what most people hold to the highest standard because that's what you're like. (laughs) That's when you're first meeting bosses, right? Like after yeah. that, I'll know what the boss's moveset is and shit like that. So I almost feel like I like, in the words of SpongeBob, I soiled it. I don't know what else to say. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to use the Black Knight Halberd. Fuck that. Um, going <laughs> to use a very large stick, also known as the Giant Club. Um, and I'm oh, going to yeah. just run through New Game Plus and refight all the bosses. And it's definitely been harder. I don't know if I'm just ahead of the level curve, but like in comparison, I don't understand why my first two playthroughs where I like I didn't get very far. I don't even think I rung the second bell, which is what you have to do before you even get to Anne Orlando, fight ONS, and then you have to go through four more areas, fight all those bosses, and then fight the last boss. So that I mean I I probably was barely a quarter into the game before. Um I don't know what I was doing wrong in those playthroughs, because Definitely the halberd made it really easy, but even on New Game Plus, um, yeah, I just hurt, and I do a lot of damage, and <laughs> maybe I'm my good. soul level is really high. No, I like it. It doesn't. It, it doesn't feel. Um, it just doesn't feel very balanced, and the game feels much more dependent on your soul level and stats. I feel like Dark Souls Three, and if I recall correctly, Bloodborne felt a little bit flatter in terms of your damage scaling was a little bit lower um, and health pools were a little bit more consistent throughout the game. And I think that it, it, I, I'm wondering if they flattened out scaling throughout the game to hmm. make it so kind of at any point you can fight 
almost any boss and do all right. Um, I mean, not literally, right? Like, I'm sure if you went against the last boss and or like Nameless King in Dark Souls 3, who beat me to a bloody pulp and made me sob like a baby in my sleep. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if they change the scaling because it, it does feel like if you get ahead of the curve in your soul level, you are just you are just giga broke. I also changed how I build, too, so I don't know. Dark Souls definitely, I still leave it with the gripe that it has, the fact that the bosses don't buff is frustrating, and um, there's just a lot of bullshit that just, like, I don't know. Maybe if you're, like, really intently reading into every single word, and then, like, trying to think about, like, what is the magic of these words that have been bestowed upon me? Because, um, like, one of the bosses you have to fight, one of the four Lord Souls, is called the Four Kings. So, <laughs> walking down the staircase, and it's a fog gate before the staircase, which, if you know anything about Dark Souls, fog gate, other than in this game, almost exclusively means boss fight. So, um, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm in a boss arena. I'll be fine. Run all the way down the stairs, and it's a giant black abyss. And I'm like, okay, like, this isn't abnormal for Dark Souls. I'll jump in. I jumped in. You died. Pops up on the screen. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then Google search it, and they're like, oh, yeah, you got to equip this ring. Otherwise, you can't go in the abyss. And I'm like, how the fuck? And I get the ring by going to the other side of the fucking map um, <laughs> and killing a wolf. No one wants to kill a dog. You don't want to be that guy. But then you got to kill the dog to get the fucking ring just so you can fucking go down. It, it, it's shit like that. It's just like, I have no idea. There is one guy before you run into that area that mentions that the four king like has a tie with Artorius. And then by proxy, if you paid attention, I'm pretty sure to another person, then you would know that Sif was like homeboys with Artorias back in the, the Artorias heydays or some shit like that. Like it just it's way too many steps removed and none of the hints are clear at all. So it's like stuff like that is just I just think it's dumb. I mean, I can kind of understand why they did it. I think that the universe is pretty cool in general in Dark Souls, but like no one wants to deal with that. You know, I'm not, yeah. I, especially Dark Souls, I'm not here <clears throat> to be reading an, an, or doing an equipment puzzle solver game. Like, just tell me what the fuck I need to equip if you're going to force me to equip something or just have it be like a passive buff. You know, like, oh, you picked up the soul that you can't get rid of and now you can go into the abyss. Yeah, it's like Dark Souls meets Monkey Island. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely got some of the most base frustrating shit in the game for sure. And like I said, the scaling I don't understand how my first two playthroughs, you know, I mean, I was working through them, but it was a slog and a half. Like, it definitely felt like one of the hardest Dark Souls. And then that last playthrough and even my run of New Game Plus, because I also didn't realize I had read it, but I was like, they probably patched it for the edition I'm on because I'm on like technically a soft like I'm on the prepare to die, which I think is like the game of year edition, I guess. Um, okay. But when you when you kill the last boss, it automatically sends you to New Game Plus. There's oh. no way to get out of it. But at the time, I it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was like, I need to see if I'm just going to fuck this boss up and ran the Lord Gwen, the final boss, and literally destroyed him because the Black Knight Halberd is OP. Um, but then I was like, OK, they got to patch this. I can probably Homer bone the last bonfire I was at. Nah, just went to New Game Plus. So as I said, running through, I'm in the DLC now. I'll probably beat the rest of the DLC and try to fight Lord Gwen again, see if it feels harder or more appropriate to other Soulsborne games, but I guess this playthrough feels kind of on Ken with Dark Souls 3. Um, the first playthrough definitely was way easier. But also, in regards to this, um, was doing some research with the Dark Souls community, aka I was watching one of my favorite Dark Souls streamers, um, and they the, the audience recommendation was universal. Dark Souls 3 is the way to go. For if you're starting the Soulsborne series, just play Dark Souls 3, which I was surprised wow. by. But um, when I think about it, I don't think it's unreasonable. I think the first area definitely made me RQ for sure. Um, but past that, the game was pretty easy through the rest of it once you got past that area and kind of figured out the tempo of the game. So I think that's going to stay my recommendation for now if you want to pick up a Souls game do that definitely dark souls feels fucking clunky um and there's some shit like the ai has no idea what it's doing you can you can just trigger out ai just run in a circle around it and sometimes they'll just keep spinning they're like i'm you're not in front of me so i can't attack but you're not behind me so i can't attack so i'm just gonna keep spinning all day bubba 
and other shit like that yeah yeah i the i think dark souls 3 i mean it definitely is the smoothest it probably looks the best other than if you like the style of bloodborne but yeah dark souls one's definitely been a little crunch so yeah soft review but i'll let you guys know once i beat new game plus what i think playthrough is definitely going a little bit slower and i'm definitely dying more but the way it should be i mean honestly i pretty much like i beat ons my first time which is like Harold is one of the best like gang boss fights if you want or like mob boss fights as then there's just more than one person with the black knight halberd but it was just like yeah when it only takes like seven hits to kill one of them it's like sure i just spam auto attacks and then they die like what am i what else would i do i don't know i'm just too op So yeah, I don't know. I I'm excited to play Demon Souls. Then I'll I'm gonna redo a run of Dark Souls two. And then I'll redo a run of Bloodborne. And then I'll redo a run of Dark Souls three. And then I'll just know I'll know what my ranking is. I'll be able to finally rank them all. And Elden Ring will be out by that point too. Which has a yeah fifteen fifteen minute trailer. I haven't watched it yet, but literally everyone that I know that is even slightly associated with the Soulsborne series is they're making Maxwell seem reasonable level of hype train <laughs> engineer and conductor um, for how excited people are for this game. Like, And I think a lot of people that play these games normally tend to be a little bit more hesitant, but they are all just like, this game looks fucking amazing. Well, so, to, to give you an idea, I don't play Soulsborne games and watching the Elden Ring gameplay trailer, I was like, damn, I'm kind of hype. <laughs> You're never going to play it. Why would you be hype? Watch the trailer and you'll understand why I might. You're still never going to play it. If you ever play a Souls game, I will be surprised. Well, I own Demon Souls, so. It doesn't possible. change the fact I, I don't think it's. I own Dark Souls 3. It doesn't change my, my opinion. Hey, I don't play in Hollow Knight, so. I mean, yeah, I guess it's got some Souls-like elements, but. Exactly. I don't I don't I think a lot of your frustrations will only be giga amplified with playing any actual Soulsborne games. Though if you do do the prime romancy build like uh, my brother was doing when he was over, I think it'll be good because from what I've heard in Demon Souls, like one of the magic builds is ridiculously overpowered and the same for Dark Souls 1. And they like by the time it got to Dark Souls 3, they finally kind of figured out how to patch it to a point where it's not just like straight up noob mode which apparently the community calls it noob mode even though it's just like don't you do anything you can to beat the game like who cares the method? i know what I... purists Ew, you're a little noob you're using full armor set and black knight hellbeard what a bitch yeah it reminds me of the the noob tube in call of duty um with uh the grenade launcher where noob I mean, tube was just... so fun run up to people like it's called it's get good shoot me before i shoot you bro yeah exactly <laughs> come on so yeah but, but yeah if you if you don't want to get good quote unquote then uh use the black knight halberd that is my that is my firm recommendation for sure there you 32 go. So, strength 18 decks to equip just know that when you're picking your character go ham so i guess really if you wanted to get into soulsborne lightly get into dark souls one get that weapon It'll be a nice little soft introduction. The problem is, is to kill them. For anyone that's literally like brand new to the game, I think they would be dying so many times if they're not good at using iframes to dodge or know how to sure. backstab. Yeah, because the like Black Knights, especially early game, it, you could probably take one hit, but if you take two hits, you die. And they do have three hit combos and shit like that. Like some of them will just one shot you early game if you're not careful. So. It's the Soulsborne but way. Just, just read the read the <clears throat> strats, read the strats, go on the wiki. Bada boop. How do I get the halberd? How do I get good? Exactly. <laughs> Answer halberd. <laughs> I I've been using the Hollow Knight wiki quite a bit in my playthrough, and it has also dramatically reduced my frustration levels. Um, it, it's a good resource to say, oh, I'm fighting this boss. It's been really hard. It doesn't. It feels like I should be like getting close to the end, and then you look up their health, and you're like, oh god, I'm not remotely close. Um, 
<laughs> and and a, and a couple of things like if you get like really stuck in an area and you're like what ability do i need to get past this and look it up and be like oh okay i won't get that for a while and then you can just move on and not focus all your energy trying to do something so i think there are a lot of purists that don't like that but for cashies like me um it, it, it can make a very difficult and frustrating experience more enjoyable so because at the end of the day, you still have to have the mechanics to defeat the bosses Execute, and, and yeah. platform and stuff. So I don't think it takes away too much from the game, aside from the just the confusion of like, what do I do now? Yeah, the ceaseless discharge, which we talked about, I believe, last time. <laughs> yeah. There's I, apparently it's like part of its lore, but I don't know how you get any lore from ceaseless discharge without looking it up. But if you just run back to the initial fog gate that you came in from. It'll jump and be hanging off of the map with one only one arm, and you pretty much you have to hit it like six times, and then it just instantly kills it, and it doesn't attack you, and it like barely does any damage, if I recall, um, from the lunge. Either I've just been dodging it correctly, or it does minimal damage. Um, but yeah, like the first time I fought the boss, I was just like, "Fuck this boss! I have no interest in fighting this guy. He like every attack one shots me," and now. I, for my new game plus, I was like, I want to try out the speedrun strat. And ran to the fog gate. Sure enough, I went by the bush, and he went by the bye bye. <laughs> I've definitely, because I've been looking up a lot of Hollow Knight stuff. YouTube has been recommending me a lot of Hollow Knight stuff, and there's a lot of like, how many Hollow Knight bosses can you cheese? And it's been like the most common video type I've seen for some reason. And I haven't used any of them or really paid attention to them, but like watching them, I'm like, oh wow, it's kind of interesting. It would be fun yeah. to to go back and see but i don't mind when they do that but it also is like i don't fully get why they put it in the first place but i'd rather have a ceaseless discharge at least like i'm okay with the cheek the first demon you fight in dark souls or first boss they literally reskin twice in the game you fight them three times with two different skins or three different skins i guess one for each boss but it's like now that that's what we call uh reduce reuse recycle <laughs> <laughs> plan rehearse execute every day every day but all yeah, right well, okay shall we get Let's into go. the sound trackies meat and potatoes all right you want to go first i think Not i went all. first last time so i think it's your turn to go first so i don't think that's how that works i think uh i've decided you're always on top and google meet so i mean we got to go down the list right well you see we're, we're left and right for me and google meets and you're on the left so for reading you go first i only read anime so it's right to left so actually you go first i don't read anime at all but or manga you can't read anime so that would be pretty <laughs> difficult um or manga manga animu um okay. fine i'll fucking i'll fucking bite the bullet um since you're gonna be a jerk about it uh thank you my games are my finals matchup from my bracket metroid prime and hollow knight um not very well-known games in the community so and certainly not well known by me but i heard that they have good soundtracks which is why we're talking about them today uh metroid prime was composed by mr kenji yamamoto and hollow knight um was composed by i already forgot is it christopher larkin because that's yes. what i think it is so it sure okay, is they're gonna stop looking it up then um <laughs> i'm glad i recalled correctly i think that these these soundtracks kind of serve different like purposes in the game in my opinion i think that and i've been trying to figure out i i'm stressed on who to pick because i like both of these soundtracks a lot I think that Metroid Prime has higher highs. Like, so my my favorite song would probably be Talon Overworld Depths. I would say without a question. I've listened to that song many a time. It'd be a club banger 3000. Everyone be jamming to it. My mom's jamming into it. My dog's jamming to it. My cat's jamming to it. You know how it goes. Um, but I would say that like the lows are lower from a pure listening experience. Just because they have like very either minimalistic to try to create a really creepy environment, which is like, I guess, kind of what 
I think is the difference between Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, I, you can listen to all the way through just as a soundtrack, and I think it'll stand alone just fine. Where Metroid is so much about the like ambience, I guess, if you will, and the fact that like you are the single badass woman who is just running through hordes and hordes of enemies and you are like, you know, you're alone the whole time. It's just, it's supposed to be really creepy and it's kind of supposed to be dark. I feel like Metroid really likes to have like a, yeah, like really dark undertones to the whole game, even though it's a Nintendo game. Um, Yeah, so I, I just think that the soundtracks are a very different things. So I think that like listening through the, the Metroid Prime soundtrack, like the bottom songs i think make the average lower than what i would say hollow knight is because like hollow knight um for songs i'd probably say like if you've beaten the game sealed vessel uh or radiance are definitely the top two if you haven't done the boss fight i don't think those would mean too much to you the radiance would be better for just straight listen with no context or um city of tears city of tears is a good one too very ambient two very different style of uh songs too for a little bit of diversity in my recommendations um (laughs) but yeah so that's kind of that's kind of what i'm struggling with like i would say that some of the highs in metroid prime i would say are higher but the lows are lower so then it kind of reduces the average where i would say hollow knight stands alone a little bit better but i think that the metroid prime soundtrack contributes more to the game and the feel and Mm -hmm. i think is a much more integral and required part of the game where like i think i would have liked hollow knight a lot without a soundtrack the soundtrack do be banging and it do be going hard but i think that it's a little less important to the game than metroid prime but i think that's just like a factoid of the metroid games in general and i think that they've always relied on um like art style and sound to really create that like fear and tension that exists in a lot of metroid games especially metroid fusion if you've never played it because that game is scurry and made me poop my pants when I was like 10 years old. Not literally, but <laughs> figuratively. Maybe. Unlike the dung, the dung defender who throws poop at you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's hard because now I can't just do the, um, what I was doing in the video game bracket where I was like, this game's old, so I can just nix it, right? Yeah. I was cheating my way through the bracket by just picking what was ever newer. I admit it, my formula was rigged the whole time. I don't know. Do you have it? Do you do you know what you think I'm gonna pick? How about that? So, like I said, the I don't know the Metroid Prime soundtrack. Period. Because <laughs> you weird, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. It's tough to because I I think you hold both of these games and their soundtracks in extraordinarily high regard, as evidenced by the fact that they were your final matchup for the top video game bracket, and they're both. You, you, you talk about these all the time. Um, so I, I really don't know. This is I I could truly see you going either way. I think this. I did a disservice by putting. I was like, oh, they're both. Well, one is a Metroidvania and one is a literal Metroid. So I was like, there'd be a perfect matchup. I did. I, I did. I did bad. I did bad. Bad I, move. <laughs> I think that's still good, though, because like tor- towards the end, we're kind of picking like the best of like each genres and types and seeing which one can truly uh, make it up. So it doesn't need to be like shitty matchups into like really good matchups. So I, I think it's fine that you're going to eliminate one of these. If I had to guess... If I had to put money on it, I'd say you'd pick Metroid. Okay. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to pick Hollow Knight. So. Oh, I just lost my life savings. So gambled it all and it's gone. I think I if I had played Metroid more recently, I could definitely see myself picking Metroid. It has been a while since I played it. And so just like just going back through the soundtrack is kind of a disservice to the game and the soundtrack in general. Um just because I think that the gameplay is so integral to listening to the soundtrack. But some of the songs are literally just pure stressed, pulled, like, balled up into a song to be delivered to your eardrums. So listening through it, you are just like, I fucking hate my life right now. Like, I am going to die. And it is only because I'm listening to the song can I go next, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think for that reason, I, I, I think it really just depends on what the weighting metric is. 
you know like i think yeah. that obviously i said that i think metroid is more important to the game which i guess would probably warrant it being picked as a better soundtrack but the fact that hollow knight soundtrack i think stands alone really well and also does it does a lot of things that metroid did with like oh this is like like the green path or whatever soundtrack like it's like yeah. a very curious and bouncy song you know that's like oh i'm really in the game and i'm excited to go exploring and then you get to like deep nest or some something like that i guess i'm pretty sure deep nest is actually just silent but like other areas you know i he changes the tone of the music really well to fit your progression through the story yeah and so i think that christopher larkin did pretty similar work um i think that the more abstract nature i guess if you will of the metroid prime soundtrack yeah just doesn't do it for a straight listen through where hollow knight does both boom i'll buy it hollow knight kills metroid prime for the second time in the yeah yeah metroid sucks worst game of all time damn all right maxwell what are your games so you can pick Doom 2016 and get rid of Halo, and then everyone is upset. All right. So my two games are Doom 2016 and, and? Halo 2. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Spicy. Spicy. So I, I walked into today thinking I knew for sure what was going to win. And then I listened to him a little bit more. Did a little bit more research, and I was like, shit, I don't know anymore. So, I walked in today thinking Doom 2016 was winning. As Oliver is predicting. But I then you realize that Halo 2 is literally one of the goatiest soundtracks of all time. I mean, like, everyone knows the Halo soundtrack. It's, it's kind of it's ridiculous. it's a popularity contest. <laughs> and Halo 2 is interesting. So, the let me actually get the names of the composers on here so that Mick I can. Jenkins Mick uh, so co- composed and produced by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore but it also features a four movement piece by Incubus um, it has Breaking Benjamin on here and the main Halo theme has is built up with electric guitars in Halo 2 performed by Steve Vai so it's freaking nuts um it Correct. uh yeah so i when i was picking top songs <laughs> i i did the the first movement of odyssey um so the incubus uh first of the four movements that they performed as probably my top song i do have to say the the remix of the halo theme with steve Vai is also pretty great but i am definitely more a fan of the original like gregorian monk like much more ethereal spacey version of the halo theme um but i add add in the electric guitar which is kind of the theme throughout the entire soundtrack is just much more rock and like almost metal version of halo soundtrack um but i'm i'm definitely more of a fan of the the kind of the the og halo which is kind of interesting why didn't you pick the og halo then because i don't think it's as interesting and i I think I and so as a standalone soundtrack, I think Halo 2 is a better soundtrack than Halo 1. Okay. But I think for the game, I think Halo 1 is better than Halo 2. Maybe we should have established better grading criteria for this before we walked in. We we don't have good grading criteria for any of our brackets. That's why people come is to see absolute nonsense occur and then harass us for it. Exactly. Um but also the, the, the rock and heavy metal influences of Halo 2 also pair very nicely with Doom 2016. So That is true. Doom 2016, for those of you who are unaware, how dare you, uh, composed <laughs> by Mick Gordon. And it is a very modern, heavy rock, heavy metal, um, almost electronic uh, take on the original doom soundtrack from the 90s uh composed for doom that the kind of reboot that came out in 2016 it won the soundtrack game of the year that uh, the year it came out good old old mick gordon and it is an absolute fucking slapper (laughs) and so 
the the I I again picked multiple songs for my top songs in Doom 2016. If I had to pick one, it would be BFG Division. Um, BFG for those of you who don't know stands for Big Fucking Gun, and that's Maxwell. That's Doom for you. This is an explicit podcast for those of you listening. Thank you very much. Um, and but my my second choice that's right up there with it is Hellwalker. Um, but Doom. The the reason that coming into today, I thought it was going to win is because I think it is as almost as important to the game as the gameplay itself. Um, like it is just such a part of Doom that you take the music away and Doom is not the same. It it cannot stand without the music, and I don't think that's inherently a disservice to the gameplay as much as it is how important the soundtrack is and how much it does. I mean, so this game, if you're not familiar with Doom, it is a fast-paced, you're constantly moving first-person shooter where you're just running around an arena, killing demons, moving constantly. And so this very heavy metal rock with like this electronic like machinery influence fits when you're on like this Mars base and eventually going into hell and all these things. And it just, it marries the world and the gameplay perfectly with the soundtrack backing it. And it just stands alone as just a fucking rocking soundtrack. Halo two though, the more I dig into it and learn about all of the different artists that are involved in it and just the cool like rock takes they were doing on all these things and composing movements and bringing in these outer bands to perform original music for the soundtrack. I was like, damn, some of this music is far more interesting than the Doom soundtrack. Doom soundtrack, like the game itself, is very like one sided, like this is Doom and we're fucking pounding your brain until you beat the game. And Halo 2 is like, we can compose actual diversity and variety into our soundtrack. Um, There's some really good shit on there. Like, phenomenally good. And I went back listening to that that first movement of the Odyssey uh, performed by Incubus, and that was kind of what I was like, oh, crap. Halo 2 is good. Yeah, this this shit's actually... Like really good because I listened to Halo Two first, then listened to Doom, so I had a little bit of recency bias. And so going back to Halo Two, put the recency bias with Halo. <laughs> um. So now I got to pick. All right, so here's. So so there's there's two there's two things we constantly talk about, and that's how the soundtrack is standalone, and how the soundtrack complements the gameplay standalone soundtrack halo 2 i think is a better much more interesting diverse soundtrack doom 2016 i think is a much better complement to the game and is much more important to the gameplay than halo 2 not that the halo 2 soundtrack is not a really great complement to the gameplay i just think doom 2016 because of its nature it does better essentially means they're tit for tat um fuck (laughs) it's time to kill maxwell i know this is the problem with doing a top 16 is we didn't get to like warm up with a bunch of like really shitty matchups where it was there was obvious winners it's like only really good songs now or soundtracks Oh, I oh god, because then I'm like thinking like, oh, you know, like I think about like Doom and like the music just instantly takes me there, and then I think about Halo and I'm like, wow, the music instantly takes me there. <laughs> it's like God, these games are both their soundtracks are so iconic, so highly praised well-renowned there's there's definitely not a clear winner whichever one i do end up picking i want to be clear that this is probably the hardest matchup i've done in any of the brackets we've done on this including video game matchups um i think i want to be clear i kill metroid prime with ease (laughs) i will sleep (laughs) i enjoyed it (laughs) oh 
I think, I mean, I think the big things are like, how much are you going to wait? I agree that. Well, I don't know. I think that Doom in general, the soundtrack is more like quintessential to making the game. But I also think that Halo soundtrack is a large part of the reason why the game was made so big. You know, like I think that Halo would have been a good game no matter what, where Doom without the soundtrack maybe would have been a little <laughs> weird to just be like crushing skulls and then listening to, I don't know, like classical music on the side Although or something like that. Cool too. Um, <laughs> I kind of want a, a classical Doom version to come out. But like, I think Halo soundtrack just boosted it even higher than what it was already going to be. You know, I think that. But but Doom is very like, I guess, one sided, you know, it is very just here's this demon skull. Let's crush it into the pavement and watch it die. So I think it it really, I think, kind of just depends on what you think, how you want to weight those criteria, because it seems like those you agree are the major reasons on why. You know, are I guess like the strong points of each soundtrack. Yeah. So I've I've made a decision. Proud of you. The winner. Doom twenty sixteen. And the the reason is, I was already thinking about this, but you you reminded me of this good point: is that Doom twenty sixteen soundtrack is the MVP between the two, because you take away the soundtracks from both of the games, and Halo two is a better game than doom 2016 if there is no soundtrack um so i think the doom 2016 soundtrack does way more for the game um than halo 2 does just because halo 2 i think just and not that either of them are bad like i don't think doom would be a bad game you without the soundtrack it. you murdered it with ease it's okay you can I, I did but doom <laughs> is just <laughs> and it's just it's iconic it's doom is from the 90s and it's it's bringing in it's like revitalizing the soundtrack that's very iconic in a game and a game style and it brought that type of game back into the forefront for people like this incredibly gory just sprinting around first person shooter um yeah i think yeah th- those are my reasons i love it or hate it i know a lot of people are gonna hate it but doom 2016 is my winner so I am going to sleep easy tonight as well. I know some of our viewers will sleep very angrily once they hear this. That's that's going to be the theme of this entire soundtrack bracket for me is I'm going to make viewers angry. But Oh, me too. Um, who cares? Exactly. That's what I said. Like, if everyone agreed, life would be boring, you know, especially on subjective matters like this, you know, like it's opinion, baby. I you like mean what I like. Matters. Ah, yes, that's what I meant to say. Actual right. the authority. Exactly. I mean, honestly, the only reason I picked Hollow Knight as my favorite game is to upset literally everyone I know. So, boom, roasted. It's actually my least favorite game of all time. Oh, spicy, spicy. It's not spicy true. Takes. Um. All right. Well, I guess some tech news. Uh, to finish it off. We already talked about Forza and the Game Pass, like xbox live gold issue earlier in the podcast um so sticking on the halo theme i was scrolling through i don't know if it was instagram or reddit but i saw a promoted advertisement for pop tarts where if you purchase certain boxes of pop tarts you get double xp in halo infinite um and i just thought that was a really random partnership like halo for the longest time did like game fuel with mountain dew was like their partnership and maybe they did pop tart too but i just don't understand the connection between pop tart and halo like what demographic they're going after clearly me because the ad was targeted to me but who doesn't eat pop tarts while they're playing halo i mean i can't think of a single time i've ever played halo without just 18 pop tarts in my tummy 42 in my mouth i mean Pop tarts are great, but yeah, what? Cinnamon brown sugar OP, prove me wrong, or whatever that flavor is. Wild berry is the best. Oh, center. That's is a good flavor. Is a good flavor. I, yeah, so but, was, uh, that was the brown sugar. Objectively, the brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> objectively, yes. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> um, Grand Theft Auto Five. Last quarter, so the most recent quarter, sold five million copies of the game. Yeah, Again, I mean it's that's never not eight gonna, years old. It's never gonna stop selling. 
that's the only time ridiculous. that might go down is when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out. That's like literally the only catalyst I could see for sales going down. And that's that's five million copies. They haven't even come out with the next gen console versions of the game yet. They sold yep. five million copies last quarter. Yep. Jesus Christ. That game was sixty dollars for literally like two centuries and eighty two decades, so I don't get it, man. I don't have anything to say about this other than that's ridiculous. <laughs> um Sony acquired a five percent stake in Devolver Digital. Uh, who created Fall Guys, Hotline, Mi- Hotline Miami, uh, to name a few. So Fall Guys was a they it released as a PlayStation Plus game. Um, so they already have kind of worked closely with Sony before. Um, so Sony investing more in them. Hopefully, get to see some new exciting content coming out uh, from them. Always nice to see big big names like Sony, and Microsoft investing in in smaller studios, partnering, all that kind of fun stuff. Mm. don't really have a whole lot to say about that and then uh the u.s copyright office has declared i do declare (laughs) um that you are you have the right to repair optical drives on consoles specifically nothing else (laughs) um but there's an exception to a copyright rule that prevented a lot of specific hardware repairs that there is now an exemption for the consumer to repair optical drives. And part of that, why that's significant is because a lot of optical drives are tied to the motherboards um, of the consoles. So if you wanted to replace the optical drive, it would not function properly because there has to be some kind of software firmware marrying of the two um, hardware IDs. And so by the US Copyright Office, having that exemption that kind of opens the door to be able to fix specifically optical drives. But that is something that, especially if you're paying an additional hundred dollars for the, the PS five for the optical drive or paying the $200 to jump from the series S to the series X with an optical drive, you want the optical drive to function. So if it has an issue, that's definitely kind of another yay for right to repair. Um, which there's continue to be good stories with right to repair things moving in the right direction. So we will see, we've talked about before that Microsoft is kind of committed to right to repair. Um, well, they've verbally committed to it. We'll wait to see what they actually do about right to repair, but who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. And finally, Intel Alder Lake CPUs, AKA 12th generation, have been making the the rounds in the review space um and i i'm not fully versed in everything yet but it, they do appear to beat ryzen cpus um so first time competition has been brought back from intel so good job it's just a win for the consumers um it does seem to be at a very high power draw though um AMD and Ryzen seem to still be the kind of the efficiency kings from what I've seen so far. Um, but to have Intel come back and kind of leapfrog the the AMD CPUs is exciting because since AMD kind of came back and started stealing market share, Intel has basically been doing 14 nanometer plus, 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 which is basically their, their manufacturing process for the silicon, but like they're not really making it. They're just like, doing slight iterations and not like getting down to like 10 nanometers or seven nanometers like some of the other chip manufacturers were um and that's where you get a lot of that efficiency and performance gain so they're finally have a new like socket now i think it's like lga like 1700 or something around there where they were i think like a thousand or 1100 something like that so that's that's the number of like pins that they have lga being land grid array so the pins are actually in the motherboard for intel where amd has a pin grid array pga where the pins are on the cpu and they they sock it in there but it's a much bigger chip so um more things but also more power from the seams of it but hey more more competition more power it's all good for everybody but a typical fashion, good luck fucking buying one, at least for a reasonable price. So someday we'll be able to get a PS5. Well, I will. 
you can. You just have to either be very lucky or pay a lot of money. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. So I'm not getting in. <laughs> but the, I mean, the, that will only, as we've talked about, it'll continue to get better because as time goes on, more people will get them, which means demand will decrease. Supply will continue to increase. Um, it has already been reflected in like eBay prices and stuff for people that are scalping or, or selling secondhand. Uh, the prices, average prices have been steadily decreasing. They're still too expensive. You're still paying like an additional $150, $200 over MSRP to get one secondhand. But uh, progress. Progress. But. I mean, that's, that's, that's about all I got, you know, but Hollow Knight, uh, Forza Horizon 5, very excited to to continue uh, down that train. Hopefully they get those couple issues fixed because the game do be looking hype. I, I was talking with Oliver about this, but it is graphically demanding. I mean, they seriously upped the ante uh, with the graphics. So for perspective, and maybe some of this has to do with some of the optimization issues, maybe it'll get better. But I at launch for Forza Horizon four on my current setup i was getting like i i could run 4k ultra at 60 frames per second and i was getting like 100 to 110 frames per second at 1440p with this new one at ultra i'm getting at 1440p i'm getting like 58 frames per second um so it's a like about like a 20 to 30 percent jump in performance demand in this game which is reflective i think that the visuals it visuals already look so great so it's hard to notice a 20 to 30 percent jump but it is enough that like i mentioned before it's definitely noticeable you can see it, it do be looking spicy spicy but uh yeah it's it be demanding so just be prepared for that i was like this is the first time i was like shit i might actually start thinking about a gpu upgrade at this point it's the only component of my pc i have not upgraded from my initial build i'm still rocking a gtx 1080 which is a beast of a graphics card but now it's finally getting to a point where a game i want to play and like really see my gpu can't run it perfectly at max settings oh first world problems i know but time to get a 3090 i guess exactly fuck i would not get a 3090 yes Um, you would i I, 3080 would be what i would do or 3080 ti um which seems excessive but nope for maxwell nope I'm, that seems I'm, excessive i'm staying in the 80 series that's that's my my goal if, if i get one i i probably won't get one anytime soon because got a wedding coming up so congratulations maxwell i didn't know that thank you yeah, i'm not married, married. already <laughs> yeah hashtag pandemic thanks hey. We we loved marriage so much we're doing it twice, so there you go. God bless America. Hell yeah, baby. You got any tech news? Anything you wanna discuss? Uh EDG beat Damon at Worlds. That's all I got. Oh, in the final? Yeah. Ooh. I think approximately zero percent of people predicted that. So if you wanna watch five game series of spice, go for it. Last time we got five games at Worlds, I think was twenty sixteen. So Wow. It was a good series. Um, definitely the nerves are always on high. I feel like who ever has momentum going into game five, once you get to the higher brackets of World Series, they're just gonna win because you know, they're just these nerds are so nervous and pooping their pants violently on stage that <laughs> they can't they can't can't hang in the kitchen that long. So but it was a good series. Other I game game five wasn't horrible. It it wasn't a total washout, but I'd say EDG was definitely running it. Is but EDG yeah. Korean as well? No, they're Chinese. Okay. So number one seed from LPL and number one seed from LCK duking it out to the bones. Damwon, I'm, I think everyone's just surprised because Damwon literally went undefeated in group stages um, and I think remained undefeated until the semifinals and then almost lost to SKTT1. But I, I don't I didn't hear anyone that was expecting ADG to pull out in that series. And they they took it to pog.com, HTTPS, right protocol and everything. So it's good for it, them. It's an interesting kind of, I think, like metaphor analogy 
kind of for life too. It seems like a lot of the time, the people that win championships in any sport um, had losses, sometimes large during like the regular season or in the playoffs, if it's not single elimination. And because I, I think those teams learn a lot more about the adversity and learn lessons about their, their play and their play style um, going into it and grow a lot more from it. And I mean, I think that's true of life. I mean, anytime bad shit happens to you, it sucks. But I think most people are usually better for it moving forward, depending on what the bad thing is. I mean, there are some things that are just really fucking bad, but yeah, it's just hard for anyone, I think, to stay undefeated and do that. I mean, there's only one season in the NFL where there was an undefeated team, and that was the 1973-ish, 70-something Dolphins um, went undefeated and then actually won the Super Bowl. Um, So I think the Patriots went undefeated with Tom Brady into the Super Bowl, and then Eli Manning beat him. So Tom Brady's kryptonite, but yeah, that, I mean, for EDG, like they pretty much every single time they had a BO5, I'm pretty sure it went all the way to five for them. So yeah, I mean, they are just playing more games too. It's not, not even just that they're facing adversity from losing. They also just have more time, which can be bad or good, right? Like if you're peeking out, you really don't want to be playing a bunch of games and want to probably just chill and keep your, your peak performance alive as long as possible and not wear yourself out but yeah but it's it's a good lesson like teaching them to like hold on and like just have that endurance too so should write a song about that hold on have endurance (laughs) (laughs) play rehearse execute every day every day (laughs) dang that's cool though yeah that's all i got other than i mean elden ring i'll try to watch it this week if i'm not lazy yeah i'll i'll link it in the youtube description the the elden ring gameplay uh trailer so yeah get hyped for that it do be looking super dope Spicy. even if you're not into soulsborne or anything it does not look like if you know soulsborne it looks like a soulsborne game but it is the least soulsborne looking soulsborne-esque game that made perfect sense <laughs> if you do you don't and if you don't you go and then if you do you might know what i'm saying it's I, I don't think I could be any more clear than that. Well, thank you for watching. Yes. Follow on Instagram if you're listening and to podcast services. Subscribe to YouTube. If you're mm-hmm. watching on YouTube, uh check out podcast services. And uh yeah, follow uh, let us know what you thought of these uh soundtracks. What do you think should have won? And let me know how right I am, because I know I am. And, and how wrong uh, I am. Because I know exactly. I am. <laughs> we we know how it do be. So uh yeah, let us know and uh yeah. Catch y'all in the next one. Juicy? Juicy.